Hey-o, party people. Today we are talking about creating a conscious experience and the shift that comes along with that and the knowing that you are powerful enough to create that experience. And I'm talking a little bit about how challenging and beautiful self-discovery work is because there really is no way of measuring it. Though I'm trying to figure out the best way possible to sort of make it make sense in your mind, make it something that you can set yourself up to win at. Um, still trying to figure that out, but I think that that's what's so beautiful about this. That's what I'm asking for. Work that was ever challenging that I couldn't just win at overnight. And so I'm, you know, like I consciously created this ever challenging work for myself. And so much of my life was lived compulsively, just letting it happen to me, sitting back. And then there were pieces that I had complete control over. And so I think the beautiful merriment of that and the understanding that if you can harness the power of your mind and the power of that, you can really create any life that you want. And that's sort of the work that I'm interested in doing and investigating and empowering people to take back. And so we're breaking down compulsive to conscious mind and how you do that and how you create those feelings for yourself even before you're actually experiencing them. And okay, let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three. And I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world. However, 
that looks for us, but more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. party people how you doing oh yeah we got our 30 second dance party button and it's amazing and actually it comes with five different dance breaks what so you never know what song you're gonna get right it's just like hey bono Ma, we're setting off a 30 second dance party. Bom, 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 bom. And then it just goes into it. But you don't know what song it's going to be. And it's amazing. And um, exhausting if, if you have a um, five year old <laughs> who just keeps hitting it. You, you can't really say no to said 30 second dance party. Like it's near impossible. When it comes on, you, your body starts moving. You don't even mean it to. Uh, so for those of you who didn't know, I found a 30 second dance party button. And that may not be significant to some of you, but it's extremely significant to me because like that's, that's my vibe. We're 30 second dance party vibe. We're not like hard charging, doing the things, making, making, building empires. We are building empires, but they are 30 second dance party empires. They are empires built on intuition and beautiful things and not like midnight work hours and people being overworked and, and wanting to end up, they're like $10,000 bonuses and trips to Disney world type empires. Not, not we're sitting in offices with no windows and crunching numbers all night. And while those nights may exist, we will follow what flows and what flows is 30 second dance parties. And it's going to take a special kind of, uh, financial partner or CMO <laughs> to come in to this company. And I am beyond pumped to find those people. And you, Hey, you might be one of them. You never know. What are your dreams? What do you want to do? I find beautiful people who have followed this sort of gravitating to bringing this work to life. And uh, let me tell you, it is amazing. So uh, my great thing is, well, I already talked about the 30 second dance party button, but I officially have it. And that's an amazing thing. Then another amazing thing. Um, it's like my teeny tiny little daughter, not the tiniest one, the second tiniest one. So my eight year old, like, she had to speak in front of a crowd, um, in front of like a rather large crowd. And she didn't have to say much. She just had to say her name and where she was from. But like, she stood there so confidently and said it so loudly for her age. And like, I don't question that my five-year-old will do that. Volume has never been an issue. But my 
eight-year-old to do that. And then she, like, built on that. Then, like, later in the day, they had to do some team experience. And she was like, you know what? <laughs> mm, just to pull this out of my back pocket. Just, like, in case anybody was looking for this. And they had to do a skit for this team bonding experience. And she was like, you know... <laughs> I mean, I know that we have to do this in front of everybody, and I understand that we are the youngest group and that I may be one of the younger participants out of all of these groups, uh, but I do know how to do a coffee grinder, which is like that hip-hop move where they like swing their legs under and they're like up in the air. I can't even really explain it, but you can look it up, coffee grinder. And so she just so happened to throw that out there, hey, I can do the coffee grinder, so if, if like we need that for the skit, um, I could do that. And then she just like did it in front of all these people and didn't back down. And I'm just sitting here like that boldness, that willingness to just put it out there to like maybe look silly or totally look awesome, but not know which one. And to even say like, man, I've, I've been working on this. I know that I can perform and put the light on me. Do it. Dare ya. I'm eight. Bring it. Made for the lights. Ready for the lights. Let's go. And that is what I'm working and I won't say working, but like focusing on keeping, like focusing on us not backing down on my kids standing up to those things and doing them and rising and continuing and moving and making things happen that align with who they are and what they know to be true about themselves. And what she knew to be true about herself was, I can handle this. I've practiced this. I know how to do this and I can get in front of a crowd and perform. And like, even if she doesn't go on to be some ballerina, that skill, that ability to step up, to, to know your greatness and to be able to like fall on that as a default, like, Hey, I may be, a little bit scared and a little bit outside of my comfort zone here. And I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm going to shine. That, that, like, that's all that I can hope for my kids. And I think for me and her, as both of our children, like our job is to keep pushing them past what they know pushing them to grow, pushing them to find new limits, to be put in opportunities where they get to show up and show those skills and make that happen. And, you know, like, I think a lot of the experiences I had were like, just let me sit on top and get comfortable and then dominate from the top position that I'm in. And I think comfort is selling us all a little bit short. 
and the continual pursuit of growth and expansion and calling on those skills and putting yourself in positions where you're called on your greatness, that's how we escalate. And so, like, I'm grateful, so grateful that I have kids who can handle that. I'm also very grateful that I have a husband who thinks the same way, who isn't along with me, right? Because I was very much shaping us into this place where our worth was dependent on our children. And I think both of us know that it it isn't, that they're separate. And so to be in that place and to take that risk, to know that our kid might be reaching out and end up sitting on the bench as a result. But how important is that role? And how important is it for them to understand that and and to continue working and pushing and setting goals and working outside that comfort zone versus just being in a place where they might be the best? And that's awesome. And so we're going to keep creating those existences. Like, I'm going to keep pushing you to be the worst. And that's the best that I can do for you, right? to be the worst and work your way up to see what the best is and to know, right, how to bridge that gap. And I just, I feel grateful to have so many people in my life that support that vision for how we're going to raise our kids. And there's no right or wrong way, listen, All of our kids are going to end up in some sort of therapy as a result of the things that we did. Um, So (laughs) we're all screwing it up anyways. This is just our vision and we're very specific about it. And it's always about sort of pushing that bar of greatness up and up and up as they go. And the best way to do that is to continue creating challenge. When we get comfortable we stop growing. And so we're working to continue (laughs) finding places to grow and push. And if it's comfortable, it's time to start moving again. Yay. I know that's a hard one, right? Because no, we should get comfortable and we should get super secure and, and we should, we should keep working with the same people. And that just isn't life, peeps. And so I don't want to set my kids up for something that isn't realistic. That's all. That's my approach. Everybody has their own. Everybody is, we're all screwing up with our kids anyway. So like, let's just at least get our own vision for what this looks like and try it. Right? I'm just specific about it. This is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. And this is why. And I'll continue with that specificity because that's kind of how I do everything. And I'm sort of type A, but like happy type A, I don't know how to really explain it. Um, Like a bouncy type A, I would say like A and a half. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's my great thing. My kid just showing up in her greatness and like maybe she questioned it. I don't know. I wasn't there, but to even put that out there. Like, Hey, I can do this. 
and I can do it in front of a lot of people. Like, that's just mind-blowing. Okay, so that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for your greatness, and that's only... So that is my child's great thing, but it's only my great thing because it exemplifies the vision that I have for how I raise my kids. And it's, it's showing me that there's something there that's sticking and working. And, and even if it's not the experiences I'm creating, but it's also like the places that we're putting them, the, the classes we're putting them in, then like, Hey, we put them in those classes too. So I'm just saying it's a vision. Hi. Okay. <laughs> so take time, but make sure that, right. It doesn't just live with your kids. There's a reason that it's great for you too. And it can be their great thing mixed in with yours. How did your vision bring that to life? How are you making that experience for them? Okay. So if you have kids and if you don't like, Listen, pets, my dog does some crazy stuff that I'm just like, what? Oh my gosh. Like now we start eating supper and she'll go just like lay down in her bed, like a precious little puppy. Like, oh, I know, I know where I'm supposed to be. Perfect. And like, we've never even told her she needs to go lay in her bed. It's just like her little moment to not be obsessed over by two little girls. (laughs) Like she knows they'll be distracted and not bothering her. Okay. Okay. So whoever, however, just take time. Make it so. Okay. So today I, I guess I wanted to expand on this thought because this work, self-discovery work, and I think this is why I'm so obsessed with it. I can't even help it. Ugh. Like I transferred out of coaching and marketing and those things were super fun because there were very specific parameters for what winning was. You could measure it so easily. It was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you. This is how you win. This is how you win a state championship. Okay. I can figure that out. I could probably do that. This is how you do that. This is what you need to structure. This is, this is how we bridge that gap. This is how we show up every day. These are the things that we build in. These are the things that I need you to believe. I can create experiences around that and we can make that happen and we can win a state title. Then people are going, well, that's, uh, you just made that sound rather simple. I don't think it's that easy. It was for me. Okay. And marketing's the same way. Okay. This is the strategy that we're going to envelop. And now with all of the social media tools that exist, you could easily measure impact. This is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is how we're laying it out. This is why. Just we'll strategize that. We'll put that out there. We'll make that happen and go. And We'll know if we're winning or not. And then we can come back and we can change it. And then we can measure it again. And we'll know if we're winning or not. And we can even set up, and this was the part that I (laughs) loved and was obsessed with. We can even set up 
different measures of how we see if we're winning. And so that was like challenging for me. That was level up challenging. I could see the results on the Facebook side. I didn't quite know how it impacted the actual business. And so I made processes for how we measure business impact in relation to the advertisements that we were doing and had to go in and work with clinics in order to make that happen, in order to figure out how we measured that, how we changed processes that were maybe holding up the, the marketing being beneficial. And okay, I'm a little obsessed, but here's the deal. All of that was measurable and beautiful. And it was, it was, it became easy. I can figure out how to win with this. You're giving me exact measurements. <laughs> Ooh, yes. I can see that in real time. I can see how to win. I can build and restructure different ways of doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that seems perfect. And it was awesome. And the feedback was relatively quick. And I could know if things were working or not. And I could change and re-strategize and make different processes and make sure that we were putting in things that were measuring like exact measurements of these results. And this is why I think this next phase has moved towards self-discovery because uh, <clears throat> it's not that easy, folks. <laughs> and I think a lot of people avoid this because of it, right? Because it's like, well... How, how, how do you measure if you've arrived, if you never arrive? <laughs> That's kind of the beauty of self-discovery. Once you've gotten to this place, it sort of just becomes this inevitable. We continue moving forward and flowing forward and we become better and more beautiful and aligned and all of these words and feelings, right? It, it all comes down to that feeling. But like, you can't sit at a scoreboard, right? And have your name up there, right? And we're keeping your points for self-discovery and go, oop, <laughs> read that book, check. Better person today, yes. Ooh, started writing in a journal, check, point. It just doesn't work that way. I wish that I did. Ooh, started doing yoga. <laughs> We've arrived. Ooh, meditated. I have meditated. Check. Okay, I'm good. Officially self-discovered. <laughs> I, I feel a little bit better. I mean, I still have bad days, but done. And some of us may believe that, right? <laughs> I've met some people. Um, right? And it's beautiful. Because anywhere that you found growth and anything that's worked for you is beautiful. And that may help someone bridge that next gap. And so all of us have to exist in all of the levels of self-discovery that we get to. Because we can all help one another get to that next place. But 
I think that's why I like this work so, so, so very much. It's super hard to measure. There's sort of no way to win. No structural way of explaining this. No one way that it works. And and so I... I truly believe that this is like the ultimate challenge for me. This may be something I could bite off and chew for the rest of my life. And I think that is the most invigorating and inspiring thing that I could ever do. And so that's why I love <laughs> putting this work out there and doing all of these things. Because it's like you you never know what you're going to say and how that may help someone or hurt someone or whatever, right? Or push someone. And I think, you know, as long as I'm creating to my own truth, to what I'm experiencing, then, well, this work will never be done. So we'll never officially have arrived. And I think really, for the most part, and right now where I'm standing, right, kind of three years out from really hardcore focus on mindset and self-discovery and growth, it, it really is moving your mind from a place of reactive and compulsive and moving it into a conscious state where you're you're consciously making decisions where you aren't just making decisions based off of your feelings you're creating the feelings and therefore attracting next moves right or attracting and creating intention and and all of these beautiful things, but like you're consciously creating that next experience. You're consciously creating a happier existence. You're consciously creating your life instead of sitting back and going, ah, what next bad thing is going to happen to me? Well, yeah, that's just life. Like, I don't know that it is. I don't know that it has to be life. If we are the creators of life, and we are, if we are the creators of our own life, and we are, then can't we make life happen? Can't we make our lives happen? Yeah. And so if we would just kind of hang out in the morning, maybe, and sit with our thoughts and really think about what it was that we wanted to create for that day versus just waking up, tapping the alarm clock, going, ah, really? And then sort of just falling into this cycle where the same life repeats over and over again right? What, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to do? 
right? And for me, it's like, and, and, and think in terms of, of feelings if you can't get all the way there yet. Because it takes time. It really does. So how do you want to feel in your day-to-day life? You know, like for me, I, I want to feel challenged and generous and light and flowing and energetic and enthused and free and adventurous and joyful. And these are the the things that I want to feel every day. And so what are the things that I do in a day that give me those feelings? And then like, I want to consciously create those existences. Right? And then basically, I don't know, avoid everything that doesn't. (laughs) And for some of us, we can't make that shift that easy, but like, This is a never-ending challenge. And I love feeling challenged. And I love coming back to the drawing board. And I love continuing to do this work and continuing to discover more and deeper paths to that. And like, you know, setting myself up for things. Like, I think one of the things that I want to experience in 2022 is like a deep... Uh, like real eat, pray, love type thing, right? Like deep meditation and mindset work journey um, in like a group of people who are very in this work. And, you know, like that's one of the things that I'm going to create. That's one of the things that will happen. I'll be invited to go on a journey like that. And, That's what we're all doing. Like, we have to start building the world with this consciousness, knowing that we're building it every second. And so the second that you shift into compulsive, oh my gosh, no, what's happening? You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Like you are creating and building that world. This day is going to suck. My work is going to be hard and stupid and I hate it and I hate waking up and I hate doing this. Well, like, duh. Hi, you're consciously creating whether you want to believe that or you don't so just shift it what do you want that experience to be like there are some experiences that we're not going to be able to change and for me I remember when I was sort of stuck in a job that maybe I didn't feel like aligned and I could have made it align if I wanted to but I wasn't asking for that I was asking for the exit and so When I was there, I just stayed focused on what I wanted to feel, right? Regardless of of that maybe being something that I felt all the time, I stayed focused on that feeling of wanting to be free, of wanting, of 
being adventurous, right? And let's take want out of there. We got to perfect that. Want is basically enforcing that you don't have, and therefore you will create some sort of friction there. I am feeling free. I'm feeling challenged in the work that I do every day. I'm feeling excited and adventurous in the paths that I'm going down. I feel enthused about the people that I work with and the projects that I'm working on. I feel joyful and free and excited about where I'm going and what I'm doing and the things that I'm bringing into this world. And so what if we back it down there? What if we just start there? Just start with what it is you want to feel. I don't even think you have to be that specific. And then see how the world reacts to that. What does it give you as a result of even letting yourself, even when I say those things, like I don't have to come up with specific experiences related to those, but when I say that that's what I want to feel and then I allow myself to feel that, right? Even if it's on a walk to school this morning, like, gosh, I feel really joyful that the sun is up, that I get to experience walking my children to school, that I get to say hi and know who their friends are, that I don't have to rush through this part of life anymore. I feel so joyful that I get to do that. I feel free that I get to take them, that I have time to take them to school that I have granted that freedom in my schedule. And this is the movement of that. And then you say like, oh, just avoid things that don't feel good. No, avoid the feeling of feeling bad. Shift it, bring it back up. Create a new reality. Stop just letting it all happen to you. Stop operating your mind in this compulsive state. I'm talking to myself, right? Because I'm always coming off of days where I shift back. And then like, right, it's about the overall shift. And this is how I've kind of started to make it measurable. But like, if you're looking and keeping track, what's the overall mindset shift that you're experiencing? Is it better or worse? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Sorry, I got cut off. Don't mind me. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, But you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that 
we might have talked about at some point in the show anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.